Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A 15-year-old girl is shot to death in Kansas. Another teenager is in custody charged with her murder. We have the sad case of the death of Brianna Higgins. I'm Anjanette Levy. It's Thursday, and this is Crime Fix. Brianna Higgins's family described her as a beautiful, bright soul, definitely the light of the room. On January 19th, police in Olathe, Kansas, say a 17-year-old boy shot and killed Brianna. They've released few details about the circumstances surrounding the shooting. That 17-year-old boy was charged with second-degree murder earlier this week and taken into custody. But still, police have not released any further details about the shooting. In Kansas, a second-degree murder charge can be applied to a shooting that's intentional or one that's unintentional but occurred recklessly under the circumstances. That 17-year-old's name is not being released. Joe Jackalone is a retired cold case sergeant with the NYPD. Joe, what are your first thoughts about the murder of Brianna Higgins? Well, when you see a case like this, I mean, we've been through several of these when I worked at the detective squad, too, where somebody gets shot at another location and the friends, probably in a panic, drive them over to the hospital and just kind of like dump people and then run. But one of the things that they forget about is that there's lots of surveillance videos outside of these emergency rooms that could pick up a license plate or, uh, you know, a photo of somebody. And then the police can kind of work off that. But the hard part for the police in an investigation like this is that they need to find out where the crime scene is. Right. Because that's where the, the evidence is going to be there, whether it's ballistics, uh, blood and what have you. And plus, they get to find out exactly who was present at the time the actual incident occurs. The Kansas City Star uh, is reporting that Brianna's aunt told them that Brianna was sleeping uh, the night that this happened. And a couple of people came over, woke her up, and she left with them to go hang out. Apparently, they were at an apartment complex, and she gets shot somehow. And then she's taken to the hospital by people who are not paramedics, who are not law enforcement, although police are there and help bring her into the hospital. Uh, So you do have witnesses. You have witnesses who obviously know what happened. So you can obviously piece this together at some point. She shot on the 19th. The arrest occurs on the 30th. Right. So what happens when you're dealing with here is, you know, there's like when you first when I first read about this and I heard about this, it, it has the hallmarks of juveniles. Right, kids. This is not like a hardcore thing that you can you can see a lot of panic in it, especially when they drop people off at hospitals and run. I mean, it's really just about the panic part of it. But she's very young herself. Right. And I don't know if it was intentionally left out, but there's lots of time frames that are missing from the report from the from the from the paper. So, for instance, 
the aunt says that she was sleeping. Well, what time was this? Was this in the morning, afternoon, at night? And she calls them acquaintances, right? So that means she knows who these kids were, which was probably the big first investigative lead that the police had. She probably knows them by a first name or the type of car that they drive. I'm assuming it's pretty much like a much smaller community in regards to that. And, you know, kind of like well, a lot of people know one another. And then you, you kind of have an idea of where, the, you know, the apartments are. And then you start doing your canvases, knocking on doors to try to find out where these kids were involved with. And I can tell you something. From my experience, when you have something that happens in these apartment complexes, everybody knows what happened. Right. The, and the, it's up to the police to knock on the right door and ask the right questions. There's going to be a lot of clues, as you mentioned, a lot of breadcrumbs uh, leading back to what happened and who did this. You mentioned surveillance video earlier. They're going to have surveillance video of the people who take her to the hospital. Uh, If those people stuck around, you could possibly talk to them because there were police on scene. So they're able to get possibly information from them. Um, You know, one thing that bothers me about this, you know, I don't know if this was an accident. The police are not saying anything other than. It was Brianna Higgins who was killed and a 17-year-old boy is charged with the crime. Um, 15-year-olds and 17-year-olds having access to guns. I mean, I I, I don't know what the circumstances were surrounding this, but that's a really concerning part part of this story. The fact that those kids, and they were kids, had access to the, to a firearm. Right. And it's, you know, it comes down to the point that, you know, is this like a, it was an accident where they, did they have this gun that they shouldn't have had? Were they fooling around with it? Did the gun accidentally go off? I think that's what's going to be the, the scenario that the defense attorney is going to come out with, that this was not an intentional act, that this was done either recklessly or super recklessly or criminally negligent or what have you, however they decide to, to try to spin this. But, you know, you're dealing with a situation where, you know, the very young age and these kids are going to, you know, these apartments and these homes, whatever, and the aunt is kind of there. You, you kind of question a lot of different aspects of this, you know, in regards to what uh, once they figured out what apartment it is, what complaints have they had in the past? Were there, were there issues with this apartment before? Loud noises, you know, drug sales, gang activity, or just, you know, kids being kids kind of thing. Maybe they just found the gun and discovered it. Like, there's lots of questions, of course, that we don't know the answer to. All we do know is that this young girl is dead, and it's now is up to the police to pay, piece this thing together. And from my experience, it's not as easy as it sounds. Even though you think you have all the pieces there, you need one of these witnesses to come forward and tell the police exactly what happened. And one of the ways that you might want to do that is once you find out who else was in charge, it was was at the location, they get charged with the case, too, which gets people to talk in regards to exactly what happened and who did what. I want to talk about the the actual charge here in just a minute. Um, But one thing I do want to touch on is the silence of the police. I mean, they've been very tight lipped about this. And police are typically very tight lipped in these types of investigations. But in something like this. To me, at least, it doesn't seem like they necessarily have to be. They have a suspect in custody. Um, Couldn't they give out, Joe, just a little bit more information about the circumstances surrounding this or what they believe happened? Because you've got Brianna Higgins, this 15-year-old girl who who sadly was killed. You have a 17-year-old boy in custody. The police say, this is our last update. No more updates. No more information. But... Couldn't they just give us a little bit more to know uh, exactly what happened? Was this intentional? Was it something that possibly was accidental? Well, here, here you go with it. And here's my take on this. 
The police made no mention that the fact that the public at large was in danger, right? They didn't do all that. So I think that speaks volumes. And the second part of your question, the police are reluctant to tell about exactly what's happening over where we, we call everything now transparency. But sometimes you don't want to come out with that information that tips people off. Because remember, even when you're dealing with adults, right? We've seen this now in many high profile cases where family members get involved and try to do things like tampering with evidence or try to help them escape. And, and when you're dealing with kids who are, you know, sometimes in troubled youths or mental health issues, you know, this could get even worse in regarding to try to track people down in order to do this. So sometimes they say they make the arrest and we're not talking about it anymore. It could put other potential people at ease and they feel comfortable like, okay, they're not coming for me. I don't have to run or I don't have to you know, hide anything or I don't have to do anything. And I think that might be part of the game plan here. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I want to take a minute to tell you all about an exciting new channel. We just started here at Law & Crime. It's Law & Crime Body Cam. This channel is devoted to authentic raw footage captured directly on police body cams, which means you get to see what happens firsthand instead of hearing about it in court or from a police report. Law & Crime Body Cam puts you right in the middle of the action of high-stakes situations like car chases, DUIs, arrests, and all of the other crazy situations police encounter daily. Check out the description of this video for a link to body cam and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new uploads. The second degree murder charge. I mean, this is not a first degree murder charge. It's second degree and the Kansas statute says this can be an intentional act or it can be unintentional with reckless actions surrounding the circumstances. So what's your feeling on that? Um, you know, I, I, a first degree murder to me is something that maybe is premeditated. You know, they, they talk about malice aforethought or whatever. Um, but this could be intentional, uh, possibly maybe a crime of passion, something to that effect, or it could be unintentional and a reckless action. So, so what's your gut feeling telling you on that second degree murder charge the police filed against the 17 year old? Well, if they chose that statute specifically, remember the police are, in, you know, go through the penal law and they add the charges that they think happens, right? So what they're trying to tell us here is that this was, yes, this could have been an accident, you know, it was done recklessly, but it really doesn't, wasn't done in malice, so to speak, like a criminally negligent, which is something like is what we call a super reckless, which means like, you know, things are just so bizarre that we don't know what to do with this person, but there's a person dead, so we have to charge you with something. I mean, that's basically what you're dealing with in that respect. But, you know, by not going for lesser charges like manslaughter and stuff like that, means to tell me that they have evidence that would suggest that this case is far more along the lines of dealing with, uh, you know, in, an intentional murder in, in that respect. Because remember, the so DA, yeah, the DA can always, the DA can always drop it. Up. So you think it's possibly an intentional murder. Yeah, that's what your gut is telling you. It, it certainly could sound like it, specifically by charging that, right? So if the police believed, just from the information that they did in the preliminary investigation, that this was a terrible accident, that this kid was fooling around and the gun went off, 
then you would have gone in with a manslaughter charge with that because there's no sense of even going for anything else because the district attorney, once they find out, are going to drop the charges there down that far anyway. You know, you don't overcharge. You just charge what you think what it, what it really is. So let's talk about this being a 17-year-old. It's a 17-year-old. Uh, does this 17-year-old stay charged as, as a juvenile? Or does he get charged maybe do you see this getting upgraded possibly to him being charged as an adult being bound over to adult court or do you think it stays in juvenile court well here's the problem with that right so it depends on what the local law uh, has been changed to because under the criminal justice reforms that have happened all across our country the uh definition of, of who and what makes somebody a juvenile have changed dramatically right so even in new york city now it's it's over the age of 18. so it, it could be it could be something of that and then the, then the kid gets stuck in the, the the family court system so to speak or the juvenile court however they call it which means that they end up with a lot less time and will be out in jail before you know it and that's going to even cause even more problems for the family once they find that out so it's it's unfortunate because each state has their own sets of rules now about how this gets done. And it's it's tough to keep on top of each one of those changes. And obviously, the most unfortunate thing is we have a 15 year old girl, um, you know, hanging out in an apartment complex with friends and something happens and, and she's dead. I mean, it's just so senseless and needless and um, really terrible, Joe. It's every parent's worst nightmare, right? It's it's just it's every everybody who you know you send your kid out to go uh, hang out with friends or family or this and that. This is something that you always worry about that something's going to go wrong, and you know yeah you, you have to look at the the circle of friends that she has and and this and that. It, one thing that they didn't mention is that this kid had a prior record, right? They didn't mention any of that too, which really doesn't mean anything too because a lot of places have scrubbed juvenile records and they can't talk about them. They can't even mention that. And that's that's another little problem that we have with juvenile crime in this country now is that everything has been basically covered over or, and, and nobody everybody's running blind, so to speak, on that information. So it's going to be interesting to see how this gets this plays out. Well, we'll keep an eye on it and see how it plays out. Joe, thank you so much. They're going to um, friends and family of Brianna Higgins will be having a funeral for her this weekend. So thanks again for coming on. You're welcome. And that's it for Crime Fix on this Thursday, February 1st, 2024. I'm Ann Levy. Thanks so much for being with us. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Until then, have a great night. You can download Crime Fix on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. And new episodes post each weeknight at 6 Eastern time on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. Daniel Camacho does our video editing. Our head of social media is Bobby Zoki. Our senior director of social media is Vanessa Vine. Savannah Williamson is one of our producers. Diane Kay and Alyssa Fisher book our guests. And Brad Maybe is our audio editor.